Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. Right, welcome back to another edition of the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and back with me today is the one, the only Adam B. Carlson. How are you, Adam? They caught me. They knew <laughs> that I was finally getting on the podcast, and then they, they, they kept me away for a while, but you can't keep me away forever. No, and we don't want you to be away forever. We, uh, we're doing a special bonus episode of the podcast this is going to be in addition to the uh, the podcast that will be on sunday night after the episode or monday morning depending on how tired i am after all the episodes are but sometimes it's monday it just depends on what time of day it is i don't know what is time anyway <laughs> doesn't really matter anymore it just matters that there's a new podcast and so this week you're getting a bonus one and that is what we're doing right now because we have a lot to talk about this week it's uh it's Friday, so just for anybody who's wondering when we're recording this, because I feel like that makes a difference, because it is Friday. We have, uh, I've seen both of the episodes coming up this weekend. Adam has seen World Beyond, but Correct. we can't really talk about it because we don't want to spoil it for anybody. So we always want to save conversations about uh, upcoming episodes until they air on TV, not on all of the streaming services and newfangled right. watching devices that people have. Those that don't have their pluses. Yeah, <laughs> we have more negatives than pluses, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't actually have AMC Premiere, but I can't. But, you know, not my fault. But, uh, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to do a little bit of everything. And I love these potpourri episodes that we do because it's always fun to have Adam just talking about random stuff. So we're going to talk a little bit yeah. today about... World Beyond 107, and we're going to talk about Fear the Walking Dead 606 and how that leads up to this weekend's episodes, and obviously this weekend is the Fear the Walking Dead season, mid-season finale, it's episode 607, and it's, ep it's ending a little early because of the pandemic, but that just means more for later, so, you know, have to look at the cup half full, right? I've never been one of those people that's good with uh, portion control. So ending at 607 <laughs> is, is kind of tough for me. I gotta, I'd, I'd rather have 608 when I sit down for my meal, but I got to take what I'm given, I guess. Well, at least we have another week of episodes. I mean, it, we were kind of getting spoiled here with two episodes on an, one night or one week, you know, like having two Yeah, I'm still on. a bit surprised by that, but I'm glad it's kind of been working out because been a lot of zombie action each week and I've, I've been enjoying it yeah i know it's and it's fun to have different uh kind of different perspectives too i mean it's it's fear has been so amazing and world beyond is something totally different to the universe so having um you know having a little bit of both is is a good thing so 
Um, after fear wraps up this week, then we'll have two more episodes next week of World Beyond, and then we'll have a bit of a break. And just to uh, just yesterday, yeah, yesterday we learned that Walking Dead's coming back on February 28th for six bonus episodes. So you don't have to wait that long. It's actually kind of like a normal break. Here's how bad I am with calendars. I had to go to the 2021 calendar just to make sure that it wasn't a leap year. But, you know, that wouldn't have mattered. So the egg was on my face. Well, you know, you didn't have to tell anybody that because it would have been our little secret. But we are recording this for the podcast. So now everybody knows. Yeah, calendars are my weakness. That's in portion control. <laughs> so now you guys know. Well, that's okay. We're all friends here. And <laughs> what matters is that we love our zombies. And that's right. We love our walkers. We love our empties. Because um, that's what they are on Walking Dead World Beyond. They're empties. Although I have to say, I was actually getting into that name, the has beens or the have beens. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, you know, the ones that that have been dead or have been alive or had been however they were using i don't know I give me biters spiders is perfect <laughs> i think I just, geeks is one of my least favorite yeah that one never grew on me i never i never understood that one as much as uh the other ones were were descriptors it made right. sense growlers biters walkers <laughs> walkers right. actually makes the least amount of sense in my mind but well, they do walk. They do walk. Some of them. So, yeah, some of them walk. Some of them go to crawl, crawlers. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I'm kind of intrigued by World Beyond just because they have some really interesting new names. But Empties doesn't rank up on my my top lists of uh, of names. But you've uh, you have now seen seven episodes of the walking dead world beyond and in your review last week you talked about how you think the show has hit its stride would you like to elaborate on that sure well coming into the show i was really excited about it because i wanted to see the zombie apocalypse from a little bit different of a perspective but i also wanted to make sure that it was a good show with good characters and a story that paid people off along the way for being a viewer of the program uh sadly for a little while there i enjoyed the first episode a lot the blaze of gory was kind of fun and then it started slowing down a bit and it focused a lot more on characters and setting up storylines rather than giving people a little bit of payoff for what was happening all these stories were developing but there were no results from those storylines to keep people really invested and to make people say, oh, that was a good episode because. Mm -hmm. Well, we finally got to see a little bit of that payoff in what was one of the better episodes of the season, possibly the best episode of the season. One that had great pacing, excellent performances, and developed characters in a way that will make the future of the show seem a lot stronger. And it did all that while not giving away too much of the future storylines. So when I look at what this season is as a whole, or I guess I could say series as a whole, the amount of just 
talent and storytelling seems to be really prevalent going into the final three episodes of the season uh, rather than in the middle. And normally the the shows are a lot slower at the beginning, Mm -hmm. but the blaze of gory kind of chopped that up. Mm -hmm. And I wish there would have been something in the middle of those episodes between like four and six to kind of chop that up a little bit more, maybe give fans a little bit something more action other than a little tidbit at a high school here and there or you know building a raft but uh, i do feel like the show is finally hitting its stride i'm starting to enjoy a little bit more of the characters learn a little bit more about why their actions are what they are how they developed into who they are and honestly just looking forward to what the show is going to be based on these characters and the upcoming situations could make it a really explosive setup for the final two episodes in the finale of the season finale i totally agree and i i um i i do feel partially to blame for hyping the show up in the beginning as much as i did but that's because i saw my introduction was the episode that's coming up this week episode 108 so when i came back and said oh my god this show is like is intense and it's dark it didn't really line up with that early on i mean the pilot kind of blew people away but it was kind of in it wasn't um it was inconsistent between the pilot and where we are now but a lot of that was character building a lot of it um you know there there were some really good moments i feel like this is the kind of show where if you watched it all at once the payoff might be even better than getting it weekly because i feel like 100 this is a binge show oh yeah and so for that reason, I'm kind of glad that it's 10 episodes because it wouldn't be that hard to go binge 10 episodes as, as opposed to like 16. But uh, there's and there's a lot to it. Like they make these little mentions of things that you're like, OK, if I write all this stuff down, you know, they're talking about things that will impact Rick, that could impact Fear the Walking Dead, that could be important later on. Um, and that's why I was kind of upset that they got rid of Tony so quick, because, you know, if Tony... If, if Tony really was from Vegas, which I, I feel like Tony, Uncle Tony was from Vegas because he just seemed like a Vegas guy. Right. But I really loved, you know, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I really want to see more of that stuff in the beginning. So I find all of the flashbacks, like the one thing that, that I have loved consistently in World Beyond are the flashbacks. Right. They've done really, they, they have not pulled any punches with them. They have shown us a lot. Um, you know, obviously Huck's backstory in in last week's episode was just incredible um said so much about who she is as a character and and why she is the way she is um obviously if you're if you're listening to this and you've seen 108 you're probably going well wait a minute but we're not there yet we're just talking (laughs) about 107 right but still like i mean there's there's just so much to uncover i feel like there's still little things that we're learning about all of these characters i i love felix i i could have a whole spinoff of felix oh yeah and felix and hawk all day yeah give me lots of felix yeah i would take i would take so much um but it's it's funny i actually uh on that on that note i actually wrote an article last week i think about how that's one thing that we're not getting in the walking dead universe and i think it's time that we get more of the beginning like we've seen survival at this point like we've had 
16 seasons of people surviving and out of right. those 16 seasons we've really only had maybe two episodes that were just completely focused on what it was like in the beginning because fear really went too quickly i think that's something that it, it, whether or not you like the show as it is now or you only like it for certain seasons one thing that's pretty consistent across the board is that it went way too fast between when people started thinking that there was something wrong and when things were actually wrong that was just it they should have they that could have been two seasons right there right you know it probably would have been too much for two seasons but i would have watched it i i think people want to see that i think people want to see what's going on and that's that's what world beyond kind of opened up the possibility to is that you could see what's going on in other areas like portland like well look at season one of black summer black summer was especially just absolute early stages of the zombie apocalypse they were all Mm -hmm. just learning and it's the people trying to figure out what's going on together Mm -hmm. and that's one reason why i think that was so appealing and the fact that walking dead hasn't really cashed in on that yet is both a little disappointing and a little bit of an opportunity for something for them to do in the future Mm -hmm. so maybe we'll get to see it you never know but in the meantime i'm pretty happy with what we got yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, World Beyond is kind of filling that void a little bit because in a lot of ways, these characters are so untested in this environment. They don't know what they're doing, and that's very intentional. It's kind of annoying for people who watch the show and say, well, that doesn't make sense. They've been living in it for 10 years. How do they not know how to do these things? Well, I know people who get to college and don't know how to do their own laundry. So it's not that unusual to go out into the world when you're finally like, you know, whether it be after graduating high school or college and not know how to live like a human being because you've had all of these things done for you. Same thing with these kids. Like they've, they've uh, actually talked to Nicholas Cantu about this and he confirmed the reason that they don't kill empties is because they were taught to avoid empties. That was your best strategy. Don't try to engage you try to avoid yeah which makes sense they're kids they were told (laughs) you just don't fight you know like there's too much risk in fighting and when you look back at some of the episodes of the walking dead when people i mean carl carl died because he didn't avoid he engaged gabriel survived because he avoided but that's a whole different story (laughs) that's a whole different story (laughs) (laughs) But it is, I mean, it does show this other, this other way of seeing it, you know, like it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's just an interesting thing to see how these, how these kids have, have made it this far. And that's what makes their journey so interesting as a whole is that they are seeing this for the first time. And so you kind of get their perspective, both in the fall and how things are now. And let's be honest, would this show really be entertaining if all these kids were expert zombie slayers as soon as they left the campus colony? No, no. And that's why you have to watch it. I mean, I I think you have to watch it with the lens of not watching The Walking Dead for 10 years. It's not The Walking Dead. It's, It's World Beyond. It's a completely different show set in the same universe. And once, like, yeah, it's gonna lead to certain stories in the greater universe, but yeah, if they knew everything, it wouldn't be as interesting. Not at all. It's true. 
they do know a lot though. <laughs> they are very, very smart kids because if you grow up in an environment where books are your friend and you live at a university, it makes sense that they're kind of all like super geniuses. So that's kind Especially of- Especially if you wear Tuffy Stitch and no uh, Taekwondo, is it? That's yeah. That's the one he yeah. knows? Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was, Elton was teaching it. <laughs> I still laugh about Tuffy Stitch. <laughs> but you know uh, you know it, there was a moment I, it, it's something that stuck with me and um because there's a lot of things that people see in the in the show where they're like that doesn't make sense or that's stupid or that doesn't you know and, and of course it, it's I'm still a, not sure about the nail polish and the engine thing no I there's science behind that I read about that <laughs> I also read about the wolves that that stands up to there. There is a, I, I read about the wolf thing, but uh, <laughs> I understand. I, I don't know that nail polish would be my first choice for uh, a fuel, but Hey, I've actually got a bottle, got a bottle right here. And it has this little thing on it. This is no open flame. It says well, if it you right ever there. need to cross the Mississippi, there you go. I've got my nail polish. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go it's right there but uh the one thing I, I thought was really kind of a neat moment there's there's a lot of these really cool moments in world beyond that i i really enjoy and when uncle tony was doing the sleight of hand with elton oh yeah in last week's episode that really shows in one little scene how powerful like their experience has been and like what they haven't had and what we take for granted like he was absolutely mesmerized by a vegas illusionist not david copperfield by any stretch of the imagination we're not talking about like a real you know i mean he, he wasn't like a headlining magician he was just doing a little sleight of hand and elton was completely taken by it and and was just captivated because they don't have i mean this is a world where survival is what you have to think about so these flights of fancy and moments where you can have a, a magic trick it, it reminds you of where they are in life it's also weird to see a bunch of what are supposed to be like teenage-ish age kids uh not out thinking about sex <laughs> that's kind of weird to me yeah but then you know because that's... i definitely thought that iris are yeah, that Iris was being led out to that little uh, makeshift art gallery for some loving, and that wasn't the case, I guess. You know, that's an interesting point, because when you think about the pilot episode and the way, I mean, they had a associated student body at their school. Like, yeah. she was the president. Like, they had all of these social structures, but then when Percy's like, hey, can I meet you out at the truck whatever she was completely clueless she yeah. did not get what he was getting at no idea and that really struck me as like <laughs> does she really has she really never had a boyfriend like has she never right is there that ever... level of naivety there yeah because that doesn't really that didn't really fit but yeah i yeah i don't know on the other I mean... hand you got hope who kind of figured out right away that when he, she was getting some hugs and stuff like that, that yeah, there was there was something there. Yeah, but then again, Hope knows everything. Hope she, she's a lot more street smart. 
Yeah, that's hope, for sure. hope knows everything. I mean, it's it's so funny to think that they were adopted as babies and had the same parents and grew up in the same environment. And yet they are so completely different. Oh, yes. I mean, granted, Hope had a huge thing when her, their mom died. You know, she killed Elton's mom. But because you got to admit, you know. Silas, Silas was probably thinking quite a bit with uh, not his heart when it was coming with some of that that stuff with Iris. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, there were those moments when he shared the blanket with her and, and yeah. uh, you know, they, they were they were getting close, but she clearly probably didn't see any of that happening like at all (laughs) and i I don't know for me it's a little bit reassuring because sex has become such a a major plot line in so many storylines of the walking dead like in the comics with with carol and uh and laurie and them that that was weird and then you've got like the love quadrangle there with rosita that nobody really asked for and uh, the Nick stuff with Luciana that never really got a real payoff. Right. I mean, love and sex don't go hand in hand too well in the zombie apocalypse. So maybe these kids are onto something. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I don't remember seeing in the pilot at the community. I didn't see a lot of babies. No. Which makes me happy because of what happened to the campus colony (laughs) oh gosh i didn't even go there with my mind at first but yeah i mean it it does make you wonder because here you have you know in in our world of the walking dead you have judith and you have grace and you have uh adam and uh herschel and and these are all kids that have been born fairly recently into the apocalypse and i mean look um, how many kids jerry already has seriously he's been cranking them out oh yeah you know, honestly, like I would probably figure out any possible way to avoid getting pregnant in the apocalypse. <laughs> that just doesn't seem like a good time to me. Like to to just be like, yeah, let's 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 fill our stomachs with babies and try to fight off. I mean, I, I guess if you're living in a safe place, you know, and in the campus colony, people certainly didn't know that they were at risk of being exterminated. But uh. I don't remember seeing a lot of babies in that, in that environment. And if there were, did CRM kill them or did they take them? <laughs> Great questions that we'll probably never get the answer to. I hope not. Cause I, I don't want the answer to be the, <laughs> <laughs> that could really be a bad answer. <laughs> but yeah, I'm interested to see if that will ever become a plot line on the show, because I, like you said, I'm not sure that was something that was ever prevalent. Mm-hmm. or even discussed and in a culture where you don't see a lot of you know there's no movies television new music or whatever to accentuate sexuality is that something that people are going to strive for and yet hope was building you know she had all that alcohol like so they did have certain things that they do you know like when you think like she had right. they had all that alcohol they had you know you alcohol lowers inhibitions and that's how situations start happening we saw that with elton getting a little cuddly yeah yeah which it makes you wonder i mean i i i don't know now i'm now i'm kind of curious about that because that that could mean a lot of things but but yeah yeah, she was absolutely clueless clueless 
clueless to the, I mean, I hate to say it, but I've, I have had those kinds of moments in my life where I didn't realize that somebody was not trying to lead me to a truck that had been made out to be the Louvre, but. Oh, just give me the um, mitten now. No, <laughs> you need to get the mitten later. Yeah. Yeah. No, sometimes, I mean, there, there are moments when a girl is, is so caught up in her own thoughts that she doesn't think about, you know, the advancement of a uh, young <laughs> studer, but that was a little beyond beyond the pale that uh, yeah. she didn't see that coming and uh i also thought their reactions at that ep- at that point like seeing tony dead like that like that they were freaked out the first time they saw tony dead but he wasn't actually dead that time right but they were like oh dead body which if you know dead bodies they would have realized that he wasn't actually dead at all when they got him out of the truck speaking of that tony took that bump when they pulled him out of the truck when he hit the ground he took mm-hmm. that like a champ like a champ but he didn't he wouldn't have felt dead like that that <laughs> wouldn't have made any sense like he would have any he probably would have well i guess he got shot in the head so he but he didn't really get shot in the head because he had the thing the slug was sticking out so he wouldn't have right, necessarily been felix helped him out of the vehicle right yeah so you'd think felix would have known that Lots of questions, lots of questions here, <laughs> but they certainly did not expect to see a dead body in that, in that room. No. Um, oh, fun fact, just random fun fact. So um, listeners of the podcast w- might have, uh, you know, that, that Julian Cannon is someone we've had on the podcast before. I've, I know him in, in real life and he's a, uh, he's a good guy and he was on a set visit the so the the way that happened so i was on set in november i was on set two days before he was but he was on set for 107 i was on set for 108 so that's why he got to talk to michael cudlitz who was directing 107 um which is the episode that we're talking about but they were both scenes from both 107 and 108 were both filmed in the same place and it was this uh, really interesting place in virginia called hadad's lake they have a, they, they're on Instagram. Definitely check them out. I have never seen anything like this. I'm from San Diego, so we, we don't have lake um, resorts, I guess you could say. Uh, the closest thing in my mind that I could think of, it reminded me a lot of Dirty Dancing and The Shining kind of merged <laughs> together. Um, so, but all of the things that you see, those were all parts of like those were buildings and like the play playground equipment everything that you see in the episode those were all part of this this lake it's like a now that you mentioned this i remember seeing it on uh some some tweets about this yeah and it's it's very it's a very real place that you can visit um the day that we were there they actually uh it had been shut down for a while because it, it's only open during like temperate seasons so like spring and summer uh and they have a lake and there were these men who were just like random in it, but it's, it's artificial. Everything's artificial and it's like gated and everything. Like it's, it's, it's a weird, it's, it's very strange place. Uh, I only say strange because it was, it was made out to be like a horror movie when I was there, but there were these men fishing in this lake. And I don't know if there were actually fish in the lake because I think it was artificial, but it just shows you where the, the, (laughs) the amount of security on set, because you would not see just random people fishing you know like 200 feet away while this was filming like it was just, it was such an interesting thing but yeah i just wanted to throw that out there that and i do remember them saying too when they were filming 
that it was really cold. Freezing. It was raining the night we were there. It was uh, it was not pleasant. Because some of those scenes, like uh, when they were at the, the shore of the river and they were putting the raft together, made it look like it was a warm summerish day. Yeah. But it's like... definitely not. Well, it, it is, I think, in the in the context of the show, because obviously they want to get to New York before it starts snowing. But in terms of when they filmed, it was uh, they started filming in uh, September, I think, August or September. And then they wrapped filming in December. Right. So, you know, Virginia at that time, like it was it was cold. And, and they told us, you know, dress warm and. Thankfully, that particular set was on location. So a lot of the times we were watching things from indoors in, inside one of the buildings. Um, but there were nights, you know, there were parts of the night where we were outside watching them. Like, uh, I can say this because it's in the preview of 108. But if you've seen the preview, you see Silas sitting out looking up into the sky. And it's at nighttime. We were watching that whole scene being filmed. And it was freezing and right in that preview how... too you can see the see his breath yeah and that that yeah. tells you how cold it got that night yeah it was uh it was in the uh, i want to say 20s or it was in the 30s it was in the 30s it was cold like it could have snowed i think if it wanted to but it didn't thank god but uh yeah no it was it was really cold and, it, and that's a testament and same thing with fear the walking dead it's a, the the scenes that you're seeing right now in, in the show they were filmed in Austin in December, January, February, and it was cold then too. And they're in the middle of a, they're in the middle of a place. I was there too. I was in Lawton, <laughs> such a cool place. I met a pig, a little baby pig. There you go. Named Baby. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, yeah. That's actually. The, we're, we're still talking about World Beyond, but I, I will deviate slightly to tell you the story that I was, we were walking down Lawton, where we had just watched the scene where uh, Strand and Alicia are being led in handcuffs after being busted for throwing the, the, bu the bucket of poop at Marcus. And so they're walking down, and that was when uh, Frank Hildebrand was riding the horse and everything. So all of that was happening. And... So we were walking from where we were watching the filming and we we're walking to, uh, I think where they had the, the, the cafeteria set up so that we could go do some interviews. And there was this little pen and a little house in this pig. And I was like, Oh look, it's a pig. So of course I wander off cause I want to go say hi to the pig. Right. And so pretty soon everybody, I mean, Brandon Davis was there, like, you know, the AMC people, they're like, Oh gosh, like there's a pig. And then, so everybody's taking pictures with the pig named baby. And so then the, <laughs> the guy who owns, uh, it's called star Hill ranch is where they're filming Lawton also on Instagram. They do weddings. It's a cool place. It's like a little, little Western town. So he came out and he was saying that, that he had gotten baby for his daughter and uh, baby's on Instagram too. And, uh, <laughs> and now he's, she's his pig and he absolutely loves her and it's just the cutest thing. So, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the, those are the fun moments. And uh, that's, that's what makes some of those set visits like these random moments that you wouldn't expect. But uh, yeah, Haddad Lake very interesting place but it was very like shining if shining and dirty dancing had a baby set in a horror 
environment it would be Hadad Lake during filming of Walking Dead World Beyond. And it was cold. <laughs> Definitely cold. sounds like a cool place. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's uh it's an interesting place, that's for sure. But uh but yeah, so I think this um you know, I look at I look at this episode and I see I see Silas sitting in a closet covered in blood with some alcohol there and his wrench. I thought he was in a bathroom in stall. Well, he was yeah, he was like somewhere off to the side. Um Which if you're going to sit somewhere, don't sit on the floor in a bathroom stall. Well, but it's been a while since anybody's been in the stall, right? I don't know if that makes it better or worse. <laughs> there could be spiders. Um <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Silas did it? Well, I'm kind of biased because I, I, I can relate to Silas in some ways. So I don't want Silas to have done it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say he didn't. Also, when I watched the episode, I had the, uh, the captions on. So it had like the little caption of glass breaking footsteps. So uh, someone ran out of there. I don't know who or where they went. Interesting. I didn't think about that part of it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that, though. I actually have to. I, I don't think Silas did it. I think that uh, when you have somebody who is as keen on studying human behavior as Percy and someone who I, I don't know why Percy would kill his uncle. If makes he you is wonder. Uncle. Yeah, I was gonna say, makes you wonder if there's if he's really related or if these guys are just really good at grifting. But um, well, I, I don't see what he'd have to gain from that. I don't know. The only thing I here's the only thing that I could think of, and I I have no horse in this race. Um, I I don't know what happens, but um, well, I guess I kind of do because we've seen one oh eight. But that doesn't mean anything because I I'm, I still have the same question. In my mind, I don't think Silas did it. And I think Percy saw something in this group that would be valuable to someone else. So it made hmm. sense for him to break apart. I don't know what that is, but I think I think he probably has come across people who might be willing to get him in a better situation in exchange for information. Interesting. But I don't know what that could be. I mean, that could be a lot of things. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just I don't think I don't think Silas did it. But it, it's the the question of why would Percy kill this man he's claimed as his uncle doesn't really make sense. And the time for the setup and everything just seems crazy because he bloodied the giant wrench and everything. And oh yeah. But if Percy grew up in Vegas and was part of his uncle's show and and grew up in that environment i mean he's going to be a perfect you know and we did see silas that he as far as we know he didn't drink no he didn't drink he didn't drink and he was concerned about everybody like if you watch the way we know why he didn't drink well we will know why he don't didn't drink that is something that we'll explore later yes yes I mean, there's there's a lot to Silas that that we don't know, but he was definitely not happy with the situation. He made that clear to Felix. He did not like Percy there. Um, 
but neither did Hope. Right. Hope kind of warmed up to it because of her sister. But Silas definitely didn't have any reason to believe that there was anything good coming from Percy's presence. Like he was not with it. Felix didn't seem like a big fan either. No, no. And I I have to think that, that Felix is a really good judge of character being what what Felix went through. Yeah. So so yeah, so that's a that's a tough one. So that I'm really interested, you know, we have three episodes left. Um, three episodes in two weeks because we'll have this week's episode and then we'll have 109 and 110 together which I'm kind of excited about I think it's kind of neat to have two hours like I would have loved for the Walking Dead season 10 finale to be two hours or something like that would have just been really good in this time of as long as they've flown to each other well I'm I'm all on board for it Mm -hmm. but if they're like if it's a strange transition between the two episodes maybe I won't be as as psyched for it yeah yeah but then again because i know we've both seen 108 i'm really excited for 109 Not yeah, there's, gonna a lie. Of, there's a lot <laughs> of i don't know heading into 109 yeah and so the the questions that i had some got answered and more of them popped up so honestly i'm a little excited to see where these new questions will bring the group going yeah. forward definitely so i think uh i think we have a lot to look forward to and and so uh world beyond seems to be picking up and and i'm excited to see where it goes absolutely so that leaves us with the other big thing happening this week and that is the fear the walking dead season six mid-season six season six mid-season finale yes so many words um and in the proper order in the proper order it's tough <laughs> you know have you ever just random random aside have you ever considered how strange alphabetical order is so oh, arbitrary yes. like who the heck cares as long as you get all the letters in there who the heck cares as long as they rhyme when is? it goes to twinkle twinkle little star that's you what's know, important i i guess so but <laughs> i mean penalizing people for not getting alphabetical order right come on now jeez i think i must have some past trauma from that but yeah never fun yeah fear the walking dead this season i i was one of the biggest skeptics heading into it and i've got to say that i've been eating a little bit of crow because so far this season has been quite good uh then again like like i've said on my social media the focus so far has been on the smaller groups Mm -hmm. and that's something that fear the walking dead has always had a strength with whether it followed an individual or a small group it's when the large group dynamic comes in mm-hmm. that they seem to have a little bit of issues. So I'm interested to see if this if this show can keep that momentum going once people are brought back together, because I believe eventually that has to happen. Right. You know, I think the show has always seemed to function on different levels. Like they have their immediate, like the group dynamic and then the larger dynamic or conflict as it were and then like a bigger conflict you know like if you think back to season five let's say they thought the biggest the biggest conflict was that other trucker guy like trying to take the oil but what they didn't realize what was that virginia was actually the bigger threat you know like there's there's like levels to it whereas walking dead is like the whispers are the biggest thing you have to worry about or 
remember when Rick thought that the saviors were just that little outpost that he wiped out? Oh my God. I have never, <laughs> I still to this day do not understand like in the, in the annals of bad decisions or bad thinking, how did he think that was going to be it? <laughs> he thought that was it. How Your was problem's taken care of. Oh my God. And to think that nobody like corrected him, like that says so much about Gregory and, but Jesus, like Jesus should have said something like Jesus should have <laughs> said, Hey, guess what? It's actually not just that little outpost. It's actually a whole network of people, but you know, good on you for trying. <laughs> right. Jeez. Jesus, Jesus should have done something. Then again, you know, comic readers knew that that one little outpost it wasn't it and that there was the whole mess of saviors at the the sanctuary and everything we don't have anything to let us know that these problems aren't as small or large as they are on fear of the walking dead because we don't have that source material to kind of spoil things for us yeah you're absolutely right and in the case of a show like uh like world beyond there's actually several several stories running which is kind of one of the i think it's a benefit because it keeps things interesting but it can right. also be really confusing i mean you've got that you've got the endlings themselves like the kids then you've got this mission to go save their dad you know so you've got that's two then you have crm as it applies to their mission and then you have crm as it applies to the bigger kind of universe and that's just that's four like four stories that you know these little like post-credit scenes have kind of hinted at and helped to to build this story and none of those are really uh part of the smaller interdivisional conflicts that are happening between the characters themselves either mm -hmm. yeah so there's there's a lot i mean it's just getting to know everybody and and um you know you, you... and we're starting to see some of that over on fear of the walking dead too mm -hmm. absolutely we're getting a little bit more of the uh, selfish jerk strand, which a lot of us kind of liked back in the day. That I know I did. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still say, like, you know, because we, before we rec started recording the podcast, Adam and I were kind of talking about uh, just fear in general and, and um, you know, some of the things like we wish we would have had more, uh, you know, more of the beginning and more of the stuff that we didn't get to see. And, and I would have taken a whole season of just strand I, I feel like we're all strand right now because we're all like sitting on the precipice of, of having our whole, our city shut down again. And so I feel like strand because I'm going, you know what? I'm going to go buy some toilet paper this time. I am going to go get like <laughs> 10 things of toilet paper. I'm still stocked up from last gonna, time. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just, you know, like we just went through our last roll of toothpaste and like, I thought I was crazy when I bought nine of them back in March. And it's like, now I'm thinking like, well, I think I need more toothpaste. Like, it changed, like I would have loved to have seen Strand in the beginning. So I, I feel like I feel like it's nice to have him back in this capacity right now. Right. Even if it does mean a conflict with John. Even if it does mean something happens to where he has to decide between his position and his safety and rejoining Morgan in the future. Yeah. If those are things that we have to deal with, that's just more fuel for some interest for the storylines going forward. And this really goes, you know, a, a lot of people, because um, I, I truly believe this in, in my heart of hearts, that everything is, is done for a reason. And when you look back and you think about how 
Victor Strand and John Dory came to know each other, they were enemies in yeah. the beginning. Like they had no reason to, to get along, no reason to like each other, no reason to work together. So now we're kind of back to square one because what Strand has kind of shown John and Alicia at this point is that he's out for himself. That's what it looks like, right? Yeah. He sent Alicia away, kind of screwed Janice over in this big deal, like to, you know, Strand probably thinks he has a plan, but that doesn't mean that Strand has a plan. Like just because he thinks he does. We've seen that backfire several times True. at the dam, at the at the resort. Um, and everyone seems to have their own little plans right now. Yeah. Like um, I, as much as fans are up on arms about it, the relationship between John and June has kind of taken a center stage here. Mm -hmm. And June's decision to not let uh, Ginny die was kind of a big one, but she did it in exchange for being able to save people with a new hospital. Mm -hmm. And now she realizes that she's going to lose John because of it. Right. Well, I think John just left, right? So maybe she hasn't realized it yet. Or did he say farewell? I don't rem I don't remember. No, he just he just left. So he's like she doesn't really know what what the status is, but she knows that people are wondering why she did what she did. Right. And um you know, but she also realized, I mean, if you if you think back to that scene and I absolutely love Colby Minifee for her performance in that scene because you could see the fear in her eyes at the thought of a being bit i mean she she gave june the perfect out right right like she she said on the radio i've been bit so nobody expected her to come out of that alive right it's kind of like it's kind of like when negan and, and gabriel were stuck in that storage unit and gabriel and negan's like well shit the whole world's probably falling apart because i'm gone you know <laughs> virginia's world is a lot more ordered than that so of course you know it wasn't falling apart but there were probably people who, who heard that on the radio and were like she's gone not expecting her to come out of that right and so june didn't have to do what she did but at the same time she started to see what Virginia was afraid of with those people leaving the graffiti and realized Virginia may not be the, the worst problem that they have. She might be the lesser of the evils if there's something else going on and she might be the only person who has information. So I think that decision was even harder though after seeing what Virginia was doing to Wes. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And as a nurse and as a, a human being like that, that was just, that, that was, very difficult to watch but in the end i mean it was june who had all the power she knew that she could either save or kill virginia and virginia knew it yeah so hopefully it gets her some some bargaining power you know she got wendell back which was awesome that was a great yeah. reunion loved seeing that um so i just love those two i'm, I'm sorry i just love sarah and wendell so much i'm just wondering how they are taking the time to modify these walkers to have like blades and stuff like that. Do they put a bag over their heads and then they clamp their hands down to, to put blades on or. Well, no, you know, what's interesting about that. Cause that was somebody who turned, right. That wasn't just a walker. That was somebody who died. That was probably the person who did the graffiti. If you think about it, hmm. like if you think about Paige, 
she was willing to kill herself than be right. caught, right? So the person who caused the explosion and caused whatever had happened there probably killed themselves or knew that they were about to die and put those on themselves. So like, if you know you're going out, be like, okay, well, I'm going to do damage while I'm alive. And then I'm going to do damage while I'm dead because I'm going to come and no one's going to see these things on my, my hands. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that at all. I just assumed it was part of a horde or part no, of a group I, that, that wandered in. No. Cause I, I, I honestly think that all of the, the walkers that were there were people who died. Like they were either, that makes uh, sense. They were turned be- or they were, they turned because they died in the explosions. They were already starting to turn, but look what happened. Those people were in the truck and one of them died and then killed everybody else. Like speaking of that, we got to talk about that for a moment. Does it seem like those walkers were turning much faster, faster yeah. than they should have? Yep. Is this something that we're going to see more of? Or is it still kind of a, oh, it's random based on the individual? What do you think? I, I don't know. Because when I saw when they were operating on Malcolm, he turned awfully fast. Really I mean, quick. When you, think about, or when you think back to Andrea saying goodbye to her sister and how long it took for her sister. Right. This feels like a mutation. And, and God knows we're all epidemiologists now because of this damn pandemic like that's going on, but COVID's mutating, like it's, it's changing. Like, so it's, it's, that's just since we've known about it this year, we've heard about mutations. So I could see this virus changing too. Like it's, it's changing and, and people are, are, you know, maybe that's what CRM's doing over on world beyond. Like that's why they're doing what they're doing the way they're doing it. Of course, fear and world beyond are in different timelines, but it doesn't mean that the experiments aren't happening. Right. But yeah, I had never considered that it wasn't like a a made up walker. So yeah, that's something different for me to think about. Well, it just, in my mind, it goes along with the, because obviously Wes was set up. And, and this right. was another thing that you and I were talking about before we started recording that it's, it's kind of funny because people hated Wes painting in season five and they hated Alicia painting. So what better way to frame somebody than to have the painter with paint and Virginia saying, why do you have paint? Now, don't forget, I know that we, we talked about this as well, but we kind of know something about these painting people. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not like they're complete mysteries because we saw the cigarette smoking guy and the uh, his partner. Mm-hmm. They were both spray painting in the first episode of the season. Yes. And then we saw Morgan kill them. But we also know what they were after. The key. They're after that key. Yes. Now, what's this key for? I have no idea. Yeah. And and I the it makes you wonder too if who else knows that he has the key right because he's supposed to emil's supposed to have the key the bounty hunter and morgan killed him so it's right it makes you wonder but what this seems to be hinting at and our uh liam uh liam o'leary who writes for undead walking has is proposed a couple of different things first he thought that the the pale riders could have been like a death cult but he also said that these that these end of the beginning people could also be some kind of a cult of people because there's more than these just the, than just those two people it's they're clearly all over the place because Paige was at the at the mill right she was at a, yeah. a, 
a mill. So she was infiltrated. She had already infiltrated Virginia's system. And then this person was in tank town, whoever it was. And it sounds like this was whoever that person with the blades on their fingers, that would have been, uh, that would have been the person who probably did it. Um, so it was like a suicide mission almost. Um, so there's, there's at least four people right there that, that are aware of what's going on. And that kind of presupposes that the people that Sherry was with are not those people, right. which they don't seem to be. So, so yeah, so there's, there's a bunch of questions about who these people could be and what they're, what they're after and what that key does. I mean, at this point in the, in the game, who needs keys anymore? Right. So what, they had a friggin' submarine on a beach. What do you need a key for? Yeah, it's a confusing development, but it's also something that could be a big payoff. I don't know. Uh, like I said before, right now, I'm just interested to see the group come together and then what happens from there. I'm also interested to see what the actual big bads are going to be, or if there's actually going to be a big bad for this season of Fear the Walking Dead, because there's a chance that we're going to see smaller amounts of these individuals just messing with people. Mm -hmm. And maybe at the end of the season, we'll get a big reveal that, oh my goodness, this was all part of a, a bigger plan from these people that are wanting to take out Ginny's people. Right. So yeah, I mean, that, it's so wide open right now, this storyline on Fear the Walking Dead, just because there hasn't been a lot of time advancement or plot advancement in these episodes so far this season. Right. We've gotten to see what they were up to during that time. But as it stands, we don't know who's going to do what or what's going on where, other than a, a couple of little details that don't give too much away. Right. So, yeah, right now we're kind of flying in pretty blind. Well, you know, let's let's take that for a minute and, and talk about that, because we know that it was a couple of weeks between when Morgan was left for dead and when he shows up in the in the premiere. and we still don't know who saved him we don't know who saved him but we know about five weeks passed because that's what he said it's roughly right. five weeks then john it's nice little water tower house yeah bad that didn't work him. out i know that would have been that was so smart treehouse world beyond kids had a treehouse and they played monopoly it's true although comic book readers might not like the uh the idea of staying too close to a water tower too long <laughs> Yeah, no water tower, but <laughs> you know. So, so I'm just doing the math in my head, which, forgive me, is never good. But if I remember correctly, John was telling June in a letter that it had been roughly 260 days that he had been in Lawton, right? I'm not sure. You're you're all in on this one. Well, I'm, this was this was in in his in that episode six oh four or six oh five whatever. I vaguely remember, but I'm not going to be able to help you with a lot of details. Well, it's, it's, so I'm just kind of I'm just kind of thinking about it. He made it. He made that comment. So it was like the passage of time. It was it wasn't a full year, but it was it was about two hundred and sixty. I think two hundred and sixty four, two hundred sixty three days. So divide that by thirty. That's about eight months. So you know what that means, right? They're almost ready to be born. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so there is something so there there is there is that but there i think the passage of time is important because there's been a lot of of movement in the past so that's also really important because if you figure that 602 which is when uh, strand and alicia were in lawton it didn't seem like john was there right because john would have they would have seen john so john wasn't in lawton because then by the time he by the time strand shows up in that in uh the key that episode um strand was already a member of the council he'd already been promoted because of what he did right so so enough time has passed for these things to happen but we don't know what's happened with everybody so by you know by that point i don't know how much time has been between uh al and in and uh dwight going with morgan and with the people from the office building like there's a lot of pieces to it so it's it's a weird it's it's a weird thing because that means that several months have passed since those people were at the submarine and since those people were killed by morgan which was fairly recent yeah comparatively so all I know, and I think that the most relevant thing is that uh, Virginia is scared of these people. She is she is not upset. She doesn't have that rage in her eye the way she does with Morgan, which I still don't quite understand why she's so upset with Morgan. But what I want to know even more is why is she so afraid if she has so much control and she's in so much she has so much uh, influence in her communities? Why is she so afraid of these people? My theory is that she knows the threat that, that is out there, is doing her best to protect from it, that she sees these people as assets to help protect her and to figure out what's going on. That's the only thing I can really figure out. Yeah. But also, I'm wondering, uh, I, I avoid trailers, right? Like <laughs> trailers and teasers. Uh-huh. I, once the episode gets over, I shut it off because I don't want to see next week on. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I want to go in blind. So I'm starting to wonder if next week's episode is going to be following the Ewok children or whatever from the woods that Alicia <laughs> saved. It could be. I can't <laughs> say because I've seen it, so I can't like reveal anything. But uh, Because those kids were such a major part of the story, wanted to save them for the future, and now we have no idea where they are, what they're doing. Well, you know, that that's kind of interesting because as we said, Wendell came back and remember Sarah's big concern about Wendell was that Virginia was so dead set on only taking people who were going to be useful to her. Right. Which put anybody, um, you know, it put Wendell as a target. It put right. those kids as a target. Not that yeah. I think she would necessarily kill well, those kids. kids. are going to use resources. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like they're, they're going to be, they're going to, be resources and they're also going to consume resources now that we know that virginia has a sister though it kind of makes sense that she wouldn't kill them because she you know maybe she might see them as potential peers for dakota you know i mean you do have to think about dakota's future there aren't many people you know there's a bunch of girls we knew you know we have charlie we have dakota um right so at least there were a couple guys in there like we don't see a lot of babies like in Lawton either. Like there, there's not a lot of kids. So maybe they're, cause remember there's, there's uh, the bowling alley, right? They have a community at a bowling alley or around a bowling alley. Cause 
the bowling the bowling alley mechanic was the one who fixed the MRAP. Right. So they they do have these other communities that we haven't seen yet. Um, so the kids could be somewhere else, but I figured I think that seeing Wendell is a sign that they're probably okay. Because if Wendell uh, made do you think it, those kids would be like a a priority for for Morgan and them to rescue, or do you think that like maybe they're just gonna say f those kids and leave them there <laughs> and everybody just go hang out at the sub i think that there is only one person that morgan cares about at this point and it is not those kids um <laughs> we know they weren't in tank town though so nope. you know we can eliminate the places that we know they they weren't but but yeah it, it's it's interesting and i think that's why it's interesting too that janice had such a big role to play because she was kind of a um like a throwaway character, you know? There yeah. Was, but we kind of met a lot of those. Like we met a lot of people in season five that we haven't seen. So we have to think they're somewhere. Like the lady with the landmines in her front yard. I was happy cave. to see the rabbi. I He's he's great. I'm really glad that he's on the show. Like I think he adds a lot. Like he's just, he's fun. Right. Um, he's fun because he he's not Father Gabriel. Like he will pick up a gun and shoot someone <laughs> right. with no problem. And I love that. I love that he's just like such a badass rabbi. Like, <laughs> why not? <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's somebody that I, that I enjoy seeing. And, and, um, and how great was it? Mo Collins in, in 606. Like, obviously it was a June episode and Jen Elfman killed it. Oh, but, she's uh, always wonderful she's she's great in everything she does and and i had so much fun talking to her last week about the episode um but mo collins just always puts a smile on my face there's just <laughs> sometimes you just need one of those one-liners to get you through the apocalypse and she delivers there are a lot of characters that i've loved throughout all of the walking dead universe just for their ability to grab that little bit of humor it's one of those reasons i love tara and I, why I, eugene <laughs> is so much fun when he's on screen a lot of these characters are way too serious mm -hmm. when things are happening. And, and I understand that it's a serious time, but you, you can't live without a smile or a little bit of laughter and say that that's living. You know what? You're the one just because you said it earlier, but if you can't laugh, then you can't have sex either. What? Like if you, I, I'm <laughs> just saying like, if you're sitting there and you're just like, if the apocalypse is so bad that you can't laugh, you probably shouldn't be having sex either. So yeah, I suppose they, that's true. Yeah, they kind of have to go hand it like if things are so bad and you just decide to have sex because I don't know, I, I guess maybe but <laughs> I feel like just, you know, have a little a few jokes in there just just for the sake of jokes. I don't know. It just seems for me. It just seems like you need it. You just need some humor before you need to make nookie in the woods. <laughs> well, I, I hope that that's the truth for a lot of women because my sense of humor is much better than my my appearance <laughs> no oh my god no it's, i gotta go it's... start hanging out in the woods create some more ewok children you know what that worked for negan <laughs> good lord i don't know why i call them the ewok children i know they lived up like up in the trees but oh, i've so always the just... ewoks yeah that, that that's why i call them the ewok children and that's the only reason 
I think that like that that actually is very suitable for them. And <laughs> I I do I have wondered because if you follow um Cooper Dodson on Instagram, he's had a bit of a growth spurt. He is he is tall now. Yeah. And he's not he is not the little kid that we saw playing Dylan. I mean, he's still adorable because Cooper Dodson is is just adorable anyway. But oh, that whole Dodson um, family's great. Oh, I know. It's just it's incredible. And it's incredible to think that there's uh, there's so much talent and we've had the ability to work with so many generations, not generations, but so many siblings. Right. That's just that's cool. So. Yeah. But yeah, all those questions and more coming up on yeah, Fear the Walking Dead. There's so much to think about and so many it's it's you know last week could have been the mid-season finale it felt like one it could have they could have ended with that and just kind of left it there and and to think that there would have been one episode after this um i can't wait to hear what you think about it we're obviously gonna have to break it down next week because i want to hear what you think about it um i liked it but i'm you know i'm slightly biased because i like it already well i'm gonna make the decision right now that i'm gonna hate it it sucks (laughs) (laughs) unless there's certain characters i'm not gonna watch it i'm not gonna like it that's how i feel about mushrooms (laughs) what if it's not mushrooms you hate it no if i know that there's a mushroom in my food i won't eat it and i will say i hate it even if i've never tasted (laughs) it oh and I found out that I actually don't mind mushrooms. Um, I dated a guy who really wanted me to try mushrooms, not the magic ones, like the food ones. Both are fine, unless you're, uh, <laughs> I guess you preference that and uh, <laughs> say if they're legal where you are, which they're probably not. Yeah, no, no, no magic mushrooms for Sarah Beth. That would be, I have enough trouble with too much Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, I turns out that as much as I think that mushrooms are like chewing on your tongue, um, I actually didn't mind the taste of them, but on principle, I can't eat mushrooms because I just don't think I like them, even though I know I do. So whenever I know that there is a mushroom in my food or in a dish, I will say that I don't like it, which sometimes translates to a certain fandom, but you know, that's okay. Yeah, if you that don't happens. Like it, you don't have to like everything. You don't have to like mushrooms. You don't have to like certain shows, but you don't have to like certain episodes of certain shows. You don't have to like certain scenes of certain shows. Exactly. Exactly. What's, but what is important is that if somebody else does like it, that's okay too. Don't yuck someone else's yum. Exactly. Exactly. Like you don't see me spitting on people's mushroom pizza eat the pizza i don't care just don't expect me to have a slice <laughs> right totally fine like it's totally fine so so yeah so i'm excited i'm i'm really excited i i think now that uh now that we know that walking dead's going to be back in february that means we'll probably see fear the walking dead in april would be my guess by the time they finish filming which would be fantastic and that assumes that we don't go into some second lockdown hopefully because you think they'll do a linking of the uh the walking dead new episodes and then the return of fear the walking dead linking you mean like uh having them at the same time i'd say like when they had episode when like the one finale linked to the others uh premiere 
They could. I mean, there's certainly enough time. Or even just, you know, the, the finale of one into the premiere of the other. I think it's going to run like that. And I would, I would hope, because um, <clears throat> like I said, World Beyond last year started filming in Sept- uh, August or September. So they're, they have not been filming. They have not returned to filming yet, as far as I know. But if they can get back to filming, say, in January, February, then that would put them, like, that would basically put things back to normal. Um, so they could potentially air over the summer. And then we'd be right back to Walking Dead in the fall. Cause that's what I would imagine if, if they're doing these, the, the extended season 11, I would imagine that would premiere in, in fall of 2021. So it could wrap up in 2022. That's just my guess, but it's always fun to wonder when these are going to air, but in this larger scope of things, it's just nice to know that they're all on the way. Yes, we are very, yeah, we've said this before. We are very fortunate as a fandom to still have episodes to watch because that is not the case for a lot of shows um, and it's, you know, it will definitely change. We're not going to have those big Walker scenes. We're not going to have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that we won't have in, in future episodes. Hey, um, we can have a large group of CGI walkers. You never know. Yeah. Large group of CGI deer. I was going to say, some green the screen deer. stuff. Yeah. You know, why not? Why not? And honestly, like, I, I, I know I've touched on this a lot. I think I'm just bitter because California is currently in a curfew situation and I know a lockdown's coming. Um, and I say bitter. I actually I think it's very important to to get rid of COVID. So I want to do as much as possible to make it go away because right. I know if we don't make it go away, then we're not going to have new episodes of, of anything because we're not going to be able to do anything because things are being right. shut down left and right. Um, it, it's only a matter of time before a member of the cast gets either gets it or comes into contact in it with it we've been lucky so far but almost you know tons of tv shows and movies have already been hit with that where they have to shut down for two weeks oh as well as sports I, on fan site I, I also do some work over on the viking age and the minnesota vikings have gotten hit with some covid cases as well and, and have placed players into covid protocol so it's not like this is something that isn't going to affect all stages of entertainment absolutely and so that's i'm 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 on team let's make this go away once and for all because otherwise it's just we're just going to keep doing this and it's it's not going to do anything so um i would love to see you know we were really excited going into 2020 because we thought we were going to have about 42 weeks of programming yeah and that didn't happen but um let's see if we can do some math here Adam, because uh, we did a little math earlier to figure you and out your math. Yeah, you know what? I I'm only more took, about just generalizations. You know what? I took <laughs> I took college algebra three times. Okay, so I'm really good at it. <laughs> I took multivariable really. calculus at Northern oh, Michigan you, University. You know what? You just take your calculus and <laughs> shove it up your derriere because I speak French. And then I ended up blogging, so a lot of good all that math did me. <laughs> you know. I just, I, I, yeah, I, I actually failed math in high school because we, they did this experimental math in junior high and didn't teach us anything for two years. Fun. That was fun. Yeah. But I was still a valedictorian. Go figure. Nice. Yes. I am. The I guess product everyone was struggling with it. I no, actually like that's the, I am the product of 
public education where you can be a valedictorian and still have an F on your report card. So yay, math. There you go. Don't let that one F define you. You know what? It doesn't reflect. I'm proud of my F. It's one of my favorite things, actually. F is for favorite. It's also it's just for funny other to things. Me looking back at a lot of those things, like from when I was a kid that I thought were massive life-changing decisions. And now in the scope of things, they were just so minor, oh, so small. So so and when much. I look at like the Walking Dead universe, I see a lot of the same things that at the time when I was watching, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't, this, this can't happen. If we lose this character, the show is going to be uh, an absolute mess and all this kind of stuff. And now I'm watching all these shows and enjoying it and having a good time. And I'm thinking, why was I so worried about all that back there? <laughs> See, I think about I, the one thing I, I, I think about when Judith was sitting on those steps and Negan's like, why are you even reading that book? Like, do we even know what an airplane is? Like she was doing like algebra with the plane arriving right. or whatever. And he's like, that doesn't make any sense. And that I see a lot of that with Iris where she's, you know, studying these, these things. And, and yeah, like they need scientists and they need people to, to, to know how to do things. But I also think that maybe they're putting too much emphasis on the structure of school that these kids don't know how to kill things. <laughs> You're living in the middle Get of the Carol apocalypse. In there, give them some knives. They'll learn. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just focus on real things now. But what I was getting at before my math rant, because math is, is scary to me, but let's see, we've got six, help me, I'm counting on my fingers, six episodes of The Walking Dead, bonus episodes, right? right? And then because we, only, because we didn't get 608, that means we're going to have nine episodes of Fear the Walking Dead. Correct. So that would be 15. Mm-hmm. And then if they finish season two of, of World Beyond, that would be another 10 episodes. Episodes. so right. that means we would have 25 episodes right that does not include any episodes that we get of season 11 of the walking dead correct and that also doesn't include uh that wouldn't include season seven of fear the walking dead if they started that but we are guaranteed in 2021 to have 25 episodes Provided Not that the bad. world doesn't fall apart, but that would be 25 episodes to look forward to, which is kind of, it's fewer than we would normally have. And it's split between three shows, which is not something we've ever done before. Yeah, not really ideal. But we know that, and that can give us comfort because this break that we're going on right now uh, with World Beyond ending in on the uh, December or what, or November 29th or whatever, uh, that would be right around where walking dead would normally break and then it would be gone until the next year because that's what they usually do so we, we're kind of getting right back on track like the world is healing itself the tv world is healing itself and getting back on track kind of so absolutely and i hope everyone out there is taking care of themselves and their loved ones because it's it's an odd time right now it is and if we can come together as a community and and support each other and understand that this might be the, the the highlight of your week is watching these shows because that's all you have then you know that's why we have to be be nice to each other and, and you know it's okay to like things and not like things but just Absolutely. be civil so so yeah this has been so much fun i've missed having you on and and we're <laughs> gonna have you on you're gonna be back you're gonna be back with us uh, we need to if break down you, we'll you know what find out 
they'll never catch you. They'll never catch you. <laughs> Just don't worry about it. We're going to, we're going to make it happen. We're going to have you back uh, breaking down the fear, the walking dead mid season finale this week. And then we'll be able to look forward to the next two episodes of world beyond. So sounds so, great. Yeah. And I do always appreciate you bringing me on. I, I love talking about these shows with you and I hope that I do have the opportunity to do it more in the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, it might be a long winter where it's just you and me and we'll be so sick of each other that you won't want to come back. But, you know, I don't think that'll happen. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think it would. I think we have too much fun doing this. So, but if you made it this far in the podcast, we just want to uh, to thank you for listening and, and for participating and uh, just following along. We appreciate your support. Make sure if you haven't subscribed to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave us a review. It, I can't tell you how much it helps and helps us to do our jobs better um, so that we make sure that we're bringing you the content that you want. So make sure that you, uh, you subscribe and hit us up on social media. You can hit up um, Adam, uh, remind them of your, your social media. I'm at MN Viking Zombie on everything. So uh, it's basically the Minnesota Viking Zombie combining my two loves, the Minnesota Vikings and zombie programming. And if you didn't know that Adam covers the the, the zombies, the Minnesota Vikings, sometimes they're zombies. I've done some crossover pieces. It's been fun. (laughs) So there you go. You can also get some football coverage over there as well. Um, and I'm on Twitter at Sarah Beth Pollock. And uh, then you can also follow us over on Undead Walking, just at Undead Walking FS. So if you have any questions or future podcast topics, let us know. And uh, for now, we will both uh, sign off by reminding you to stay safe, wash your hands and watch out for those walkers. Thanks, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.